0: From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to The Audio Imaginarium. You have found us. My name is Richard Serrett. Let me introduce the band. Tim Spreen, our technical producer, is here. Uh, Also joining us on bass guitar is uh, a young man, Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian, welcome aboard. And uh, Albert Vinzel, of course, my story producer. You'll notice I'm not calling Albert Albert the intern anymore. Albert has now graduated from Ryerson University. It, that's a four-year program in radio and television. So congrats to Albert, and uh, of course thanks to Tim and Albert for all their hard work on the program. Tim is busy taking some, uh, I believe, some additional credits in English literature at the University of Toronto this summer so I am surrounded by very bright young people here at the Conspiracy Show at Richard Serrett is the Twitter feed and the last name is spelled S as in Simon why? because I love you R-E-T-T at Richard Serrett Uh, just a reminder that the Conspiracy Show app is now available for download at iTunes and Google Play it's a free download Uh, So be sure to download it, take The Conspiracy Show with you wherever you go. And again, thanks to Sharon Forster, our app developer. I keep threatening to bring her on uh, the program, and we will do that. But what I think is we need a few, um, um, maybe a good month of having the app out there and available so people will have a chance to download it, try it out. And then maybe, once you do that, you'll have questions, suggestions. So, uh, Albert, why don't we see about bringing Sharon Forster on, maybe like the first week of uh, of August, and uh, she can walk us through the app, and then people can ask questions and so forth. Uh, Once again, I invite you to get on up to the website, richardserat.com, where Albert and I have posted some news items we think you'll find interesting. uh, Last week on the program, I mentioned that a Russian official wants an investigation into the Apollo 11 mission and we've uh, posted that story there uh, a bit of a, the headline is a bit of a misnomer because he, the, the Russian official is not disputing the fact that uh, Apollo 11 uh, was successful and that they landed on the moon he's not calling it an out-and-out out out hoax, what he'd like to know is where did the artifacts go, the uh, the video, uh, the moon rocks, and so forth. So he'd like an investigation into that. Uh, German beekeepers have called for a nationwide ban on cultivating uh, GMO plants. They, uh, the call by the German Beekeepers Association, representing some 100,000 beekeepers, comes after Europe adopted controversial legislation in enabling member states to opt out of the cultivation of GMOs. Uh, and uh, they, they fear I, I guess that the uh, the GMOs are responsible for the demise of bee populations. They are being decimated not just in Europe uh, but here as well and uh, Many scientists are pointing to a particular type of pesticide, not GMOs in particular, but a pesticide as being responsible uh, and finally, a Forbes magazine. You'll find this story also posted at richardserat.com. Forbes magazine gives us a very rare glimpse inside a billionaire's doomsday bunker. Check it out. Uh, now, uh, of course, we've been very uh, busy at our house, the sarat household, playing paying very close attention to the situation in Greece for obvious reasons. We have family and friends there. Uh, I just wanted to mention, no matter what happens on uh, July 5th, Uh, Obviously, our hearts uh, and uh, prayers go out to the uh, the people of Greece, uh, and they are calling. They've called for a referendum, which will take place uh, on July 5th. And uh, regardless of the outcome of that referendum, Greece is in for some difficult times. If they vote yes to the terms of the bailout, I fear it's just more of the same austerity and recession or depression uh, for another five years. If they vote no, ultimately, I believe this will lead. Uh, to a Grexit, a Greek exit from the euro. Uh, And this will mean, of course, financial chaos, at least in the short term. But I think if Greece goes back to the drachma, the currency may be greatly devalued and there will be some hyperinflation. We saw this in, in Argentina when they defaulted. But at least there's a potential for growth. The tourists will flood back. Investment will flood in. Another five years of misery, perhaps, but at least some light at the end of the tunnel. Resolution. Uh, Because, as I've mentioned on this program, I believe the euro is a failed experiment. And eventually it will collapse. So better to get out now. Uh, What will be interesting to watch, however, is whether Greece pivots to the east and Russia and China. And uh, should they accept funding, emergency funding from Russia, this will not sit well with uh, NATO and uh, Russia. It has been suggested by people like Paul Craig Roberts, the former assistant secretary of the Treasury under Ronald Reagan, who's now very outspoken against U.S. foreign policy, uh, and and Gerald Salenti uh, writing about this recently, uh, that if Greece should pivot to the east, Syriza, this is the governing party in Greece, the the leadership of Syriza uh, could fall victim uh, to some unfortunate accidents. Uh, Anyway, I'm working on getting Gerald Salente or Paul Craig Roberts uh, on the program uh, soon to discuss this. Okay, Uh, back in April, we had another study. Uh, This one published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, reporting that the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella, the MMR vaccine, does not bring an increased risk of autism. Uh, This study, involving some 95,000 children over an 11-year period, Uh, And again, the study found that there was no harmful association between the MMR vaccine and autism. Uh, Now, this debate, for those of you keeping score, really got started in earnest back in 1998, when an esteemed medical journal published a paper, Lancet, I believe it was, uh, published a rather startling conclusion that the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine administered to millions of children across the globe each year could cause autism. And, of course, this study was led by the uh, physician, Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Lancet later retracted the study, said it was based on faulty data. Uh, And uh, Wakefield was uh, supposedly widely discredited. And he's since left the United uh, Kingdom and is a resident of Texas, where he continues uh, to sound the alarms. Uh, But the debate is clearly not over. There are millions of parents who continue to be fearful of uh, not only the MMR vaccine, but other vaccines. Uh, We had, of course, a recent whistleblower at the Centers for Disease Control who confessed that he and others deliberately omitted data concerning a possible link between autism and uh, MMR. Then, of course, there is Dr. Stephanie Seneff, a senior research scientist at the MIT Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, who says her research has found a relationship between vaccines and glyphosate, otherwise known as Roundup, which of course is present in some GMOs. She says there is a, a relationship between vaccines, glyphosate, and autism and other neurodegenerative diseases. So as I say, the debate rages on, and that's where we're going for the next 40 minutes or so. My first guest says autism is a major public health crisis of unequaled proportions. And his book accuses the federal government, or he rather, accuses the federal government of refusing to acknowledge it as such and having a corrupt and morally unsound relationship with big pharma. First, noting the dramatic rise in cases of autism in the United States and in Canada since the 1970s. Autistic indifference then discusses discusses the rampant misuse and dangers associated with vaccinations. Additionally, he argues that the Center for Disease Control has lied to the American public by presenting inaccurate data on annual flu deaths and along with the vaccine safety data link has buried damaging research on the perils of vaccines. John E. Micah was born in 1959 in Mount Clemens, Michigan, has lived most of his life in upstate New York, graduated from Liverpool High School in 1977, and since has been, um, well, he has one child who was diagnosed with ASD in 2000, and he is the author of The Autistic Holocaust. John, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you?
1: Good. How are you, Richard? It's a pleasure and honor to be here.
0: Very well. Thank you. Uh, Likewise. Uh, ASD, what does that stand for?
1: Autism Spectrum Disorder.
0: Autism Spectrum Disorder.
1: All right. Correct. uh, Right now, uh, what the CDC recognizes, uh, the uh, ASD rate to be is one in every 68 children. And what's interesting, Richard, by the way, is that this figure, uh, not even 30 years ago, was like close to one in 10,000 children, maybe four or five in 10,000. Right. The the proliferation rate is... Exponential.
0: Right, right. And they have acknowledged that there is something environmental going on, but they are obviously not uh, willing to make that uh, that link between vaccines uh, and uh, and 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 autism.
1: Now, well, they're not going to. Uh, That's an admission of guilt, and that's something our government and the CDC refuse to do. They do. uh, They do say in the uh, previous uh, uh, 2012 uh, Oversight Committee on Government Reform. Uh, Director Colleen Boyle, uh, went as far as to say it's a public, uh, health concern. Uh, and she was questioned by, uh, some of the members on the panel and said, why is this not a crisis? Uh, and, and they, they refused to re- recognize this as an epidemic. Uh, and it, it clearly is more than an epidemic. It's a pandemic. So we have a, a misnomer. Our nomenclature is wrong by the government officials in the health industry that are really supposed to watch out for our health. And you said the debate earlier is uh, far from over. Oh, it's far from over. And that's why I wrote this book. My son's autistic. And when I got into writing this book, I, uh, as I got digging in, uh, I turned up a lot of stones and opened up many cans of worms. And I put that in my book. So, um, Well,
0: let, let me get you to weigh in on th- this latest study. This, uh, now, th- this, is, um, uh, this came out in April. Uh, in the Journal of the American Medical Association, and we're talking about nearly 100,000 uh, children uh, over an ele- sort of in an 11-year window, and here they are again asserting that there is no connection, no correlation between the MMR vaccine and uh, and autism. Uh, first, let me get your, your take on, on this study. Do you see any problem with this
1: study? Well, I have not. Deciphered. I have not disseminated the study, but I will tell you it's one of many that has been put out by the IOM Institute of Medicine that discredit this theory that there's anything to do uh, with vaccination as autism. Uh, it, interesting, and interestingly enough, uh, there's documentation in the vaccine court uh, where there have been awards for millions of dollars to children who have received vaccine injuries uh, and resulted in sealed cases that uh, we, we won't see the outcome of um, because there's a problem and uh, you know we gotta look at the verbal evidence uh, look at congressman Burton uh, his grandson uh, Christian received nine vaccines in one day and uh, shortly thereafter autism so uh, and this is not a single out case now he happened to uh, be chair of the oversight uh, committee on government reform so he's in a position to bring nine hearings Uh, to the uh, public's, uh, you know, attention.
0: Okay, John, i got to jump in here. We've got the music percolating up. It's time to head into a break. When we come back, we'll uh, continue to discuss autism and the possible link uh, with vaccine. John E. Micah, author of The Autistic Holocaust, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett. Don't forget to uh, register at the website richardserrett.com. And we are joined by John E. Micah, the author of The Autistic Holocaust, The Reason Our Children Keep Getting Sick. And John is the the father of an autistic uh, child. How old is uh, your your child, uh, John?
1: My son at this time is 28 years of age. Uh, He wasn't really officially diagnosed until July of last year, uh, so he slipped through the cracks as many children do. Um, in fact, when he was fourteen years of age, he told me uh, he was living his uh, with his primary caregiver, my ex-wife. He told me that he had Asperger's syndrome. I never heard of it before. and uh, even Dr. Weldon of uh, the previous OCGR committee here in, didn't see on his round. More and more of these children uh, are popping up every day
0: and and do you why do you uh, believe that there is a link between uh, in your son's case, uh, his uh, Asperger's or, or his uh, aut- aut- autism and the vaccine?
1: Well, I noticed developmental uh, disorders or delays in uh, growing up, social, communicative, and behavioral problems. Um, and, you know, our story is different than some other people's. All right, we didn't grow up in a family full of love and trust and uh, Norman Rockwell painting. So I believe my son went undiagnosed for a long time. But he did receive his normal complementary shots, of the, uh, as recommended by the Advisory uh, Committee on Immunization Practices, as many children do. Uh, so I didn't have the benefit of sitting in on his entire uh, uh, baby well visit, and he received every single shot. Uh, and I noticed a difference at a very early age. And I thought my son uh, just was slow. I didn't know. Um and there are other factors involved you know i there's a lot of things i didn't know when i wrote this book there's a lot of things i discovered uh... you know basically um with my son uh... you know i can't tell you that the vaccines caused his autism i can't do that uh... but many courts have in many cases uh... and i suspect there's a cause environmentally and, you know, I can attribute that to the fact there's been many cases anecdotally. Yes,
0: it's, it's true. I mean, we, we cannot dismiss anecdotal evidence. Uh, and you were talking about courts. Uh, there is, of course, the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Uh, and did did, did you uh, apply to the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program for uh, an award or, um, or or what?
1: Well, that's the beauteous part about it, Richard. Uh, we never applied, and in fact, uh, parents have three years to recognize that their child is diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder or they're outside of that window. Now, the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has over $2,400 million in it to compensate these uh, children who are injured by a vaccine, and uh, the parents who have to spend uh, $3.2 million on average lifetime costs lifetime care costs, to maintain uh, one autistic child, and that's if they get the best care.
0: Now, my understanding is, and they've awarded some over the last uh, 30 years, I believe it began back in 1986, and uh, thus far they've awarded over $3 billion to to vaccine victims. However, um, I think to be clear here, just because the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program is awarding uh, uh, money that's not, nec- that in and of itself is not, you know, scientific evidence that there is a link. We should be clear about that, correct? That's, that's uh, fair. No,
1: no, I don't think we should. Uh, I mean, we can draw a conclusion here. I'll take Bailey Banks as an example. Now, <clears throat> Bailey Banks received a baby well visit shot. The next day, his eyes were rolling back in his head. He was brought to the hospital. He got MRIs and was cur- confirmed by two, uh, neurologists that he had ADEM, that's Acute Disseminated Encephalomyelitis. Now, that's basically an autoimmune deficiency syndrome that attacks our uh, brain tissue, which results in encephalitis. And so um, what what was determined by Master Abel in the vaccine court is that uh, his uh, shots resulted in his ADEM, uh, which resulted in his uh, pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified, which contributed to his autism. So, and there is a case right there where they, the, the lawyers were very smart and they didn't go out and say that the vaccinations caused autism. But this child and his, his folks were awarded $810,000 and, uh, 30000 to $40,000 a year for the rest of their lives. Hannah Pauling was one of the first cases awarded and, uh, she got a 1.5, her parents did, 1.5 million dollar award and uh, $500,000 a year for the rest of their lives. And uh, that, that case was sealed. So uh, it's based on science. And, you know, quite frankly, Richard, the established science uh, of anything, you know, you can look at any case in history, that's what we've got to look at. Uh, it, it puts the burden of proof on those people who say there's a problem. This is, this is not the way it is, because there's many studies that say that these vaccines are harmful. There's over 5,000 studies on record that say these things, vaccines, are harmful. And so I think it's a question of the delivery system. I don't think it's necessarily the vaccines are bad, although we can sit on either side of that fence and argue that point all day long. But look at the damage these things are doing. And in many cases, they do result in death for the children, and they do result in neurological disorders. And, um, you know, and as you mentioned, the verbal evidence is out there. Scientifically, you're not going to get anybody to stand behind that argument unless they want to lose their job, their funding. And look at Wakefield. You mentioned him earlier. He got excruciated, crucified, because he made one comment. He didn't say the MMR vaccine. i got to correct you on this. He didn't say the MMR vaccine causes autism. He says we've got to take a closer look at it. This threatened profits. And when he suggested the single uh, dosage of the MMR vaccine, uh, the government unilaterally withdrew the single-importation license. So this created uh, an outbreak of measles. He got blamed for that. And that's utterly bizarre in his own words. It's not his fault. It's the government's fault. And uh, and that vaccine, by the way, was banned in Canada, and it was still used in the U.K. So there's a big story about that. I write about that in the book. I write about Wakefield and some other scientists who have been uh, excruciated, you know, uh, crucified. And so, uh, you know, we we t- you talked about GMOs. Yes, there's a link there too. You know, diet is very key to autistic children.
0: So, um, well, well, since you mentioned uh, GMOs, I, I was going to save this to later, but let let's uh, let's talk about. Um, have you been following the work of Stephanie Seneff at uh, at, at MIT? And and uh, she says that there is a relationship. Uh, and she's not a medical doctor. I mean, she she works in a, an artificial intelligence laboratory. Uh, however, she does she it does cross over into the uh, arena of biology, uh, and she says that there is we need we're missing the the, uh, the the relationship between it's not necessarily just the vaccine it's the vaccine working along with the glyphosates and GMOs which is Roundup uh, that are creating this perfect storm for neurodegenerative diseases and autism.
1: Well, I think we got to look at when uh, GMOs were first introduced uh... you know and there, there was no safety testing on these things they were simply introduced and uh... michael taylor was the guy that got him going with uh... bill clinton he signed that into law and they, they were generally recognized as being safe g r a f uh... and you know guess what they're not uh... And in sixty four countries have banned these things in india over two hundred maybe in fifty thousand farmers committed suicide because the crops failed Uh, Some of these farmers drank this so-called herbicide, this glyphosate, to kill themselves. And this is not anything you're going to hear from mainstream. Uh, But it's out there. It happens. And there is a relation. There is a correlation. Because uh, autistic children have an immune system which is compromised. And Wakefield brought that to light. It's been proven by other scientists. Leaky gut syndrome. Uh, Yeah, leaky gut syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, You know, We talk about Crohn's disease. My own father cured himself of Crohn's, uh, Crohn's disease by eliminating these uh, genetically modified food products from his diet. You mentioned the scientists that I'm not aware of. There's a lot of people, scientists, that I'm not aware of. But uh, I think anybody that wants to know anything about GMOs needs to go to the uh, Institute of Responsible Technology, which I mentioned as an organization in my book. Jeffrey Smith is the... Uh, Foremost leading authority.
0: I know Jeffrey. Yes,
1: yes. On Jeffrey Smith. Sure. Uh, yeah. Foremost leading a, uh, authority on uh, GMOs, and you got to go to his site, uh, Institute of Responsible Technology. And we go to the grocery store. We don't have a choice. You know, we're not giving labeling. You know, we're fighting that. But Monsanto's or Mon Satan, uh, <laughs> who controls the food supply. And the uh, manufacturers, uh, you know, grocery association and multinationals pump millions of dollars into funding campaigns to say these things are safe.
0: Well, here's and the here's the problem. If we get even if we get food labeling, and I'm I'm all in favor of food labeling. We we have an you know an educated consumer. That's part of democracy. It's a it's a major tenet I think, of a, any democratic system. You must have an informed, uh, a populace. But even if we have food labeling. You can't avoid corn. It's in everything. It's in your maple syrup. It's in it's it's in everything. You, <laughs> I mean, how do we avoid it? We are swimming in a sea of, of GMOs at this point.
1: I disagree. There's a lot of things we can do and take out of our diet. Uh, if you go to uh, nongmoshoppingguide.com, you can put an app on your phone, and it'll give you uh, derivatives. It'll give you things you know, corn, soy, canola oil. Uh, cotton, alfalfa, uh, yellow neck squash, and pineapples from China. These are the major ones, and there's derivatives of these things, like you mentioned. Corn is not in everything. Okay, it certainly isn't in vegetables. It certainly isn't in fruits. It certainly isn't in nuts. It certainly isn't in you know. Stan Kurtz uh, had a son, Ethan, uh, by simply by changing his diet and adding some antibiotics, and he's not a doctor or a scientist. But he took interest in his child because the doctors told him his son would never be better. He, he would have to live on, uh, you know, the fact that uh, his his son would need care for the rest of his life and, and, and be uh, basically uh, challenged for the rest of his life. Right. And so we can take steps. And I address this in my book. And I link, I link scientific studies in my book. I don't just make this stuff up. You know, I spent over 10,000 hours putting this together.
0: John E. Micah is with us, the author of the Autistic Holocaust uh... the father of an autistic child uh... well he's twenty eight now uh, can you give us a sense of, of how uh... how he functions i mean is he uh... I mean, how does he get on
1: all right well first of all he was determined to be disabled at a younger age like fourteen years of age he was taken out of school he lived at home He was afraid to leave the house uh... you know we're talking social and communicative uh, challenges uh... we went through a period of time maybe twelve years when it was very difficult for him to even acknowledge a phone call because he doesn't like to talk on the phone so uh... this is serious and i thought it was a bad father i'm not a bad father i'm a very good father and you know we're left in the dark on many things uh, You know, this is all recent recent stuff and you know we're being told by these agencies that say oh there's no such thing wrong we got study after study but what about in the cases that we do now? There's many studies that link vaccinations and autism together. There's a there's a plausible uh, correlation, and there's there's room for doubt. There's a possibility. So, you know,
0: we right, have to right. Look at I our mean, th- That's right. It's <laughs> it's not an all or nothing uh, um, situation where it's you know we have to ne- necessarily look for causation. If there is a relationship, I think that merits
1: further investigation. because well, that's we, the whole thing, and we don't look at that. We really don't. Uh, and there's so little that we, we really know as far as science is gone. We're using a delivery system for our vaccinations that is, is over 150 years old. I'm going to tell you right now, Richard, scientists are going to look back on us 100 years from now, as they did with Semmelweis, the guy that said, wash your hands when you go from post-mortem autopsy cases to delivery. hmm And there was a a humongous death rate. Mothers were dying. Children were dying. And all he said was wash your hands. Well, I can see it down the road where people are going to say, what were these people doing? Um, And right now we're coming up with vaccines that you can put in a Band-Aid. You can put in lettuce that eliminate all these harmful toxins that go into our body. No, what good can become of something that's 100% toxic to our body. Make us feel better.
0: All right, John, we've got to take another time out. We'll come back. I, I do want to talk to you about the uh, the whistleblower at the uh, CDC, uh, okay. which caused quite a storm. Dr. William Thompson, I believe, uh, we will get to that and much more as we discuss autism and a possible link with vaccines. Right here on The Conspiracy Show, do not go away. Exploring Theory uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Searing. Welcome back. John E. Micah, the author of The Autistic Holocaust, The Reason Our Children Keep Getting Sick. And he joins us live from the uh, the beautiful Finger Lakes region of the Empire State. John, back it was over a year ago, Dr. William Thompson revealed that he and uh, the co-authors of a, uh, a study that was published in the journal Pediatrics, omitted data. Now, uh, well, Dr. Thompson works for the uh, the CDC. And he admitted that he and his colleagues omitted data, which suggested that African-American males who received the MMR vaccine before age 36 months were at increased risk for autism. He says decisions were made regarding uh, which findings to report and after the data were collected, and he believed the study protocol was not followed, that the data was deliberately omitted. Have you heard any, uh, w- you know, what is the latest on that revelation, which caused quite a quite a stir at the time, obviously?
1: Well, you know, there's been quite a few people that have spoken out and, and come forward. And it's not just with autism. It's not just with vaccinations, with Monsanto's. Uh, many people, look at uh, the NSA, uh, uh, i won't even go there people are so familiar with this hmm. um, and you know i'm going to tell you right now um you know look at uh, okay con- confer with uh sherry tenpenny confer with goldman the goldman study i mentioned that in my book uh and king you know he does uh scientific research in vaccinations with um, the vaccine liberation army and that's what really pissed me off excuse my french uh, when i got going uh And Eileen Denimans, the founder of the Vaccine Liberation Army, and she's got a campaign going on right now that says, uh, in Spanish, la uh, la I can't even say it, I can't remember, Uh, the greatest lie ever told that vaccines are safe and effective. They're not. They're clearly not. Um, And, you know, this has been scientifically proven. It's been documented. Uh, But you're going to get, you know, 2,000 studies versus 500 studies. Uh, because of many reasons, the scientific uh, community is not self-governing, you know. Uh, and again, you got people that are afraid to speak out because they're going to lose their jobs, they're going to lose their funding. Um, but uh, you know, when it comes to the MMR, that's uh, particularly insidious uh, because that has been the uh, topic of controversy for many years. So when you get, you show me one scientific study that says, okay, we looked at ninety-five thousand kids. And nothing went wrong. Great. Now, as Oler and Oler said in their book, Autism, the uh, Diagnosis, Treatment, and Etiology of the Undeniable Epidemic, they made a good point. Uh, What we're saying here and what the CDC is telling us is that um, mercury, let's say thimerosal, or vaccinations have nothing to do with autism. Okay. Well, that's impossible to state. You can't even do a, enough studies and enough controls to put that together. Well, that's, a, an, inc- only study that's as, an interesting as, as point
0: because there's never been, to my knowledge, a double-blind, placebo-controlled study uh, on that, that, that can prove the efficacy of vaccines.
1: Well, uh, you go to uh, some of the things you mentioned. It was a New England, Lancet, in fact, came out and said in 2012, there's no meta-analysis done on, on just the influenza shot. Uh, you know of uh, efficacy in the United States. Uh, they don't compare study to study, and you can't compare uh, the synergistic uh, uh, values of mixing all these different ingredients together. You know, you got aluminum sometimes in case previously formaldehyde. Uh, you got uh, all kinds of crazy stuff, um, and and those are all well known and documented. Go to the National Vaccine Information Center. Barbara Lowe Fisher has been arguing this point for years, and uh, you know, I mentioned a a lot of organizations in the book, by the way, uh, 18, that uh, address some of these uh, issues, and uh, people can go to these and look, I mean, if if you're going to have a kid, you're pregnant, you should read this book. If you know anybody that's had a shot or a vaccine injury, you should read this book. So... Uh, there's all kinds of documentation out there. You're not going to find it through the normal sources.
0: You well, the, the, I mean, I've looked at the tables. I am not a, a scientist, uh, but I have looked at some interesting tables, and I have, I have yet to hear um, what I would consider a um, sort of a viable argument to counter this. And that is when you look at the tables uh, for things like uh, polio and the reduction in polio cases. Uh, in, in places where they d- developed proper sanitation. Uh, and you look at the, the drop in polio cases well before the development of the, uh, the polio vaccine. Uh, the same with, with smallpox and diphtheria and a number of other, uh, diseases. We are told time and time again were eradicated only thanks to the development of vaccines. But when you look at the tables, uh, data coming from the World Health Organization, Clearly, these, these uh, scourges were in, in d- decline well before the vaccine uh, was developed. All right, we will uh, come back. More of my conversation with John E. Micah right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The
1: Conspiracy Show.
0: Johnny Micah is uh, with us here on The Conspiracy Show, the author of The Autistic Holocaust, The Reason Our Children Keep Getting Sick. John, it is getting increasingly difficult um, for, for parents who have legitimate concerns about vaccines to, f- to fight back uh, and to, to uh, refuse uh, a number of states. Uh, are are, um, are getting rid of the uh, exemptions in public school systems, for example. You cannot refuse. Uh, in in Canada, I mean, there are there are continuing calls to make vac- vaccines mandatory. Uh, I mean, how 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 do do parents fight back against this? The the noose is tightening.
1: Well. You're right about that. In fact, there's a, the agenda of the uh, CDC actually and who is to vaccinate every man, woman and child on the planet. But you know, there are steps we can take and it, it, it comes from the grassroots efforts like you're doing right now. I commend you, um, you know, parents have to be well educated. We call it informed consent. And in some cases, our children should not be vaccinated, not in every case, but in some. And I'll go. As, uh, I'll go on record as saying, uh, not some of these laws are not enacted, and we can take measures. We can uh, we can contact our, cons- our our congressmen or assemblymen here in the United States, and uh, we can say we don't want to do this. Uh, and you know, we're 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 kind of dumbed down. You know, we're, we're held down, and we're told that we're stupid if we don't get these vaccinations. Um, well, I disagree. we got to educate ourselves. And I, I spent 10,000 hours doing that, self, and that was the benefit of the book. And, you know, we got to know uh, what are we dealing with? What's the definition of autism but recognize? And how do we recognize in our own children? And how do we know a vaccine injury? And, uh, you know, what risks are there for our children? What goes into our children? we got to spend more time on this than we do buying a car or a house, for God's sake. These are kids. And uh, I didn't have that benefit, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't, but you know, there are many people that do, and uh, many people having children that do.
0: So, uh, do you have any thoughts on the on the Gardasil uh, vaccine?
1: Oh, there's problems with that. And again, just go to go to something, I listed about National Vaccine Information Center. This has killed people. You know, some of these vaccines kill people. And, and some of these vaccines, when, when parents uh, take their baby in for a baby well visit, end up dead. And the parents end up, uh, you know, uh, Child Protective Services comes in and they charge them and they end up in prison. There's cases going on. There's, there's parents sitting in jail right now because they went to a baby well visit. Documented, okay? You don't hear about these things. You don't hear about the fact that these things cause regressive autism. You know, you're not going to hear that. Nobody's going to tell you that. You know, but it's there. The information is there. And, um, you know, it, it's really sad, Richard. It's sad. And it it hardens my heart. And I cried when I listened to the last uh, committee hearing and when I did some research. And, you know, uh, uh, my wisdom falls on deaf ears at many times. And it, it's like, you know, don't cast your what is holy before the dogs or... Put your pearls before a swine because they'll trample them under your feet and then turn around and attack you. You know, some people aren't receptive to this kind of information and they get ostracized. So, um, you know, and that that happens on a scientific level. That happens on many people that are far smarter than I and have far more influence than I do. Um, and you know. Something needs to be said. Something needs to be brought to the attention of the American public and and people everywhere.
0: What's happening in in Washington? Do you foresee a time when there may be some sort of uh, official committee hearing on the efficacy and safety of vaccines? Or has the barn or has the horse bolted already?
1: Well, you know, this is a battle. We're in mile two of a marathon and uh, it's going to take a lot it's going to take a lot from us it's going to take a lot from uh concerned parents uh you know and the only people and in fact the organizations that are list in my book uh they're the only one uh only only organizations that really do any good for these people um uh, and you've got some organizations that are no good i don't list autism speaks in my book uh, because they're a mouthpiece for the CDC. They came out and clearly said that vaccinations have nothing to do with autism. Uh, and, and the founder of this organization, uh, uh, his daughter, Katie Wright, Bob Wright is the founder. Uh, Katie Wright said that her vac- vaccinations resulted in her son's autism. And uh, she doesn't work in any of his organizations, uh, but, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, and, and then he comes out and says, Nah. 20 years of research, like you said, 30 years of research, nah, ain't no connection. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. So, um, you know, we got a big problem here, and it's it's easy to turn a deaf ear. It's so easy to swallow what we're fed.
0: Well, how can they? They, uh, <laughs> the uh, the vaccine industry, uh, the Center for Di- Center Centers for Disease Control. Uh, the World Health Organization. How can they come out and say uh, definitively that there is no link, either causal or correlation, uh, between vaccines and a whole host of these other, you know, vaccine injuries, uh, so-called vaccine injuries?
1: If they uh-huh. have, if well, they- let's let's open up a can of worms, Richard, because I think the best we ever got from the CDC was from Karen Mitter in a 2002 hearing. Uh, and this is still true to this day, by the way, that uh, and she was grilled by Burton, Congressman Burton. And uh, he said, can you tell me categorically that uh, at the time it was an issue with thimerosal, which isn't an issue now, there's other reasons.
0: Right, because but it's been said, removed.
1: Can you tell me categorically that this, these, this does not cause autism? And she said, we can neither accept or deny a causal relationship, mm. which means there's a room for possibility. Um, they can't prove it. And I mentioned earlier before we got onto the break that, you know, we can't say these things don't cause autism, and I'll tell you why, or neurological disorders or problems or death, because you can't show me, you can't do enough studies, uh, there's no controls that you can do in a significant amount of, of ways to show that in every case, in every situation, it doesn't.
0: Well, what is the gold so, standard? So wait a minute. The and gold standard. The
1: one standard. Time it does, right. that blows all that out of the water, all right? And there's been proven cases that it does. So that leaves a reasonable doubt. And we've got to hang on to that, and we've got to look at that, and we've got to do a little more research on why this is happening. We're not doing that. Agreed. We're not spending the dollars to do that.
0: Agreed. Well, the the gold standard, we are told, up and down by researchers, the gold standard is the the blind uh, study The um, uh, you know uh, also for the placebo effect, we're told that's the gold standard. And yet, uh, to my knowledge, there has not been a, a a blind study. Where you have a vaccinated population and an unvaccinated population. And uh, th- one of the arguments I've heard is that would be immoral. Uh, because yeah. then, because then you're talking about, you know, n- deliberately not vaccinating, uh, you know, a, a percentage of people to participate in the study, which you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't deny them. You could certainly get volunteers, people, parents who said, no, we're not vaccinating our children. Now you have your, your study group. Uh, but until such time as they, they can do that, uh, a, a double-blind, or a blind study, rather. Uh, to me, they have not exhausted all possibilities.
1: Well, hey, listen, you're not going to get that study done, ever, okay? First of all, the, a, uh, the AACPI won't allow it, the CDC won't allow it, the government won't allow it. Uh, it's a dead issue. Uh, you know, you'll get some studies, okay, uh, but they're not, they're not going to go into every situation. They can't. You can't do all these controls. It's impossible. There's no amount of studies and, and, and controls you can put together to uh, account for everything that goes into a vaccine. Even in the Simpsonwood hearing that was held in uh, 2000, they, they came to the determination, well, maybe it's not mercury, uh, but we got to look at these vaccines, what, go, what goes into the vaccines. Maybe it's synergistic. You know, you've got aborted fetal cell lines in combination with everything. And uh, it was Dr. Derisha uh, uh, Dyer that established and proved that, uh, based on the introduction of these things, that there was a problem. And um, she was discredited. As many people that were credited with, you know, that were right were discredited. You know, look at Wakefield. Look at the Geyers, okay? They did stupid things, granted, but they didn't kill anybody. They didn't harm anybody. They didn't give anybody autism. In fact, they helped people, all right? Uh, and so, you know, we're going against mainstream here. And, and that's even with a book, okay? Look at the publishing companies. There, there's only six publishing companies that are going to run this stuff that I'm looking at. That's why Day, the, the, the group that I'm working with, they picked this book up in a heartbeat. And they, they, they put thousands of dollars into this. Uh, with a vested interest, and I got the best scientific research uh, editor in the whole country looking at this thing. And he believes in what I say. He believes in what Try and Day does. And so, you know, it's out there. The The, the proof is out there. But we're not going to hear it, not unless we look. And where are we going to look? On the Internet? Where, where are we going to find it on the Internet? You know, I had to talk to people. I had to dig.
0: Well, that's a, a good blink. question, John. If people say, uh, you know, listening, you know, John E. Micah is not a scientist and he's not a doctor. Why should I ah. listen to him? Why should, I, why should we listen to you, John? How would you uh, respond? Oh, you don't
1: have to listen to me. Just do a little digging like I did, okay? Don't listen to me, please. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. The doctors tell you doctors kill more people than anything on the planet, okay? I had to go with my friend. To make sure you got the right part labeled with a marker, where he was getting an operation. You talk about having sponges sewed into you, sepsis, you know, taking off the wrong part. Okay, the doctors kill more people than anything that we got known. And in the United States, it's prescription drugs that are administered freely by doctors, and they kill people. All right. So what do we got to do? Educate ourselves. Educate ourselves. And if you look, really, if you take the time, again, more time than you spend. Buying a house or buying a car, you can find some answers. And I list all the groups you can go look at in the book to find some real answers, concrete, solid evidence. I, list, I back everything up by PubMed ID studies. Anybody can go to these studies and see the science that is done. I don't make this stuff up. It's science.
0: Are there science any Are there itself. any vaccines, uh, John, that that you think uh, have demonstrated efficacy or safety?
1: Any Absolutely, vaccines? the polio vaccine. Now you mentioned that earlier. But I'll go back to the Cutter incident in 1955, where that actually caused polio, uh, and it was a uh, Salk's vaccine that did, they did it. Sabine came out with an attenuated uh, virus and on sugar cube. Now we've gone back to the other, uh, you know, the, the shot, uh, uh, but attenuated shot, and uh, you know they got rid of that polio vaccine that uh, uh, Sabine created because out of one every two million four hundred thousand people create it created polio the very thing it was designed to admit now the government took interest in that to the point where based on one out of every two point four million children it created uh, problems but they haven't done the same thing with autism
0: all right it, listen it just, John, John we're out of time with my mind you know, quick, what quickly John
1: we how, we can we, here? And how can we how can we we're, so out we're out of time, time John and when it comes to vaccination?
0: Sorry, John we're out of time but how can people get the book quickly
1: oh listen just go to Try Day or go to Amazon or Kindle, or if you want an autographed book, go to my email address. It's jln.e.mica, M-I-C-A, at ISP.com, john.e.mica, at ISP.com, and uh, you'll get an autographed book for 1995, dollars uh, personally autographed. All right, um, John, I'm, out of time, but thank you so much. The autistic, all right,
0: thank you. The Autistic Holocaust, the reason our children keep getting sick, John E. Micah, and that's a trying day, trine day dot com. All right, my website, RichardSerrett As always, follow the truth.